Welcome to the Drink Local podcast. We believe this is episode 11. Uh, <laughs> do we still recall how to do this? Uh, we are avid, longtime craft beer enthusiasts. We aren't industry insiders, and we are not Cicerones. We aren't brewers, and we definitely are not critics. What we are is we're people, hopefully, just like you. Just people who really, really love craft beer. We have been drinking craft beer for over 15 years, and during that time, our passion for craft beer has been informed in so many ways, whether it's through tourism, our culinary preferences, the types of activities we do for fun, craft beer has always played a role. So with that said, my name is William, and I am with... Misa. And this is craft... What is this called? What is this called? Drink Local? <laughs> I don't know what this is called. Uh, it's been a while. Uh, this is Drink Local. Yes, it sure is. This is the Drink Local podcast, actually. It is you said drink... that at the beginning already. Oh, I did? Yeah, you said, welcome to the Drink Local podcast. Well, in case they forgot... <laughs> With all this uh, no, you rambunctiousness that's been going on. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is episode 11, the yep. uh, April Sours. All right. So we, uh, we meant to, to do this. We had to make sure we did it before April was <laughs> yeah. over. Like, we meant to do this halfway, uh, more than halfway when over. April kind of started, when yeah. it was actually raining a lot, too. Yeah, um, yeah that's true. I know. It's a totally different climate. But now. we kind of uh, lost track of time a little yeah. bit. You know, it's been crazy. You know, we've uh, definitely kind of got off schedule here we're planning on getting back we want to get back into regular rotation we don't want you guys to forget about us mm-hmm. um we definitely haven't forgotten about the uh people who listen and participate with us yeah. we really appreciate it yep um so what have you been doing for For the uh, past um, such and such? Well, part of the reason that I think there was kind of a gap even between episode 9 and 10 was we were editing or I was editing episode 10 and we were actually going to do the April Sours like episode before that but then um, I was talking to my sister and then I was like, oh, you should you know, you should join the podcast and we, we should do this, it's going to be fun. And then it just ended up being like, oh, like, okay, well, let's just do it this weekend or whatever, you know. And so then that kind of happened. And and because it was three different recordings and just because of the, the internet connection, the, there was like a lag in um, the recording. So it'll be slower some parts or one person and then it'll kind of speed up so it wasn't even like consistent so it just took forever to edit you know mm, yeah. I mean, I'm not really like a professional at this either so so that's kind of partly why so the first half of April I feel like I was editing the podcast for like a week and a half yeah <laughs> and then the rest I've just been like hanging out and then here we are it's crazy well uh for me you know I just kind of honestly like uh just kind of lost track of time here. I didn't. Yeah. I didn't even realize it had been so long. Yeah. And all of a sudden, I was like, "Man, we're way off schedule," you know. Yeah. So uh, that's pretty much my whole story <laughs> on that. It wasn't very exciting. But hey, let's get into these beers. Yes. And I'll give you guys the rundown. Um, why don't you crack that open? Let's crack it. Well, I, I don't like let's crack it. I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't like that as a, I don't want that to take off as a saying, drink local, <laughs> let's crack it. I, don't. I, I mean, why not? Right. Oh, wow. So um, today, Ooh. what are you Ooh, opening right so now? Pretty. Oh, wow. It's really nice. Yeah. Uh, this one is the brewery Gozes Are Red. Cool. Goes style ale with Syrah grapes. Okay. And we are also drinking a Little Beast rare beer, B-E-S tart Wheat, which is a tart wheat ale brewed with chamomile. Saccharomyces yeast, that is. (laughs) (laughs) And lactobacillus. And the last beer that we are drinking is a Modern Times Batch 1500 or 1500 if you like it that way. And it's a funky barrel-aged sour. Nice. So 
Yeah, so we're doing some different things, and we're going to kind of like talk about the spectrum of sours. We're going to talk a little bit about how we got into sours. We're going to try to see if we can uh, distinguish between the different kinds of sours. Like, do we know what they are? Like, there are, you know, like, is a lambic a sour? Mm -hmm. uh, a goes? Mm -hmm. A Flanders red? A Shit, I didn't do all this tart, homework. You know, like, there are, there are a lot of different sours. There really so, are. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's a lot to talk about there. So we're going to talk a little bit about that. And of course, we're going to get into what made us want to drink. And we are going to take questions from the beer curious. So with that said, let's uh, taste these beers. Let's cheers it up. All right. Cheers. Cheers. You got to smell it too. Uh, mm. I just took a big nice swig mm. of the little beast i love how different like the colors are too talk about it um so the goes goes are red is this like nice red like ruby color um and the uh modern times one is like a darker red color I guess I guess I shouldn't say root. I don't know. The ghost one is like like a pomegranate kind of like. I'm so glad that you're having trouble describing colors right now. <laughs> I feel very vindicated. It's like a pinkish, you know, clear color. The Modern Times one, batch 1500, is darker, and it's like almost like like an amber. Don't look at me. And then the uh, little beast one is it looks like a, a like a wheat beer. Like yeah, a, it's, it's like a yellow, it's golden. Gold. Beautiful. Yeah. It's a little more hazier than the other ones. I would yeah, say. yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's really it's like not super hazy, but it's a little. It's alive. You know, this is the one where you can really see a lot of the bubbles just rushing to the oh, top. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. It's like you're looking right. at like a little hot spring. It's just <laughs> really, really beautiful, great beer. Yeah, she's recording the beer being alive. That's crazy. Yeah, so um, <laughs> I'm excited to taste these other two. But before I do, I'm just going to tell you a little bit about this tart wheat, which, like mm -hmm. I said, is the Little Beast, oh. B-E-S. Mm -hmm. And it says, oh, oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, please. It says on the on their website, it says brewed with Belgian malt, lemon drop hops, and chamomile flour. Then fermented with a blend of unique Saccharomyces yeast and conditioned with lactobacillus. Lactobacillus sounds like a like a um, like an enemy, like in in um, Harry Potter or something. <laughs> well, at least a spell. It could be a spell. You're right. <laughs> I think it's a spell to defeat the bacillus with lactose. Oh, I see. Um, juicy, bright, and balanced. Notes of pineapple and citrus. A, uh, Six percent ABV. And this is, this is what it says on the back oh. of the bottle. Well, I'm not gonna read it because it just says everything she says. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. No, I can to totally taste like the the chamomile. But the uh, brewmasters mm, okay. signed the back of the bottle, or at least there's a print of his signature, and his name is Charles D. Porter. And I only mention that because I like when people who work in beer have the, have names of beer. <laughs> but is making a, a is a making a wheat ale. I mean, I'm sure that, I'm sure that ale. he makes porters too. Probably. So this one is a tart wheat ale. Yeah. So then the modern times is it says funky barrel aged sour. So that one um, is described as a farmhouse ale. So it's like a little different. So this one's a little more funky. I'm assuming. Oh, it smells like really, I don't know what to say. I'm sorry, I'm excited to oh. taste it. Mm. This one might be the most tart. So, just going back to the uh, tart mm -hmm. wheat, one thing that I saw on it that was interesting to me was Ooh. the word Saccharomyces. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And the reason why is because I'm familiar with Brett beers, mm -hmm. which is Britannomyces. Mm -hmm. What are these myces? Okay, and so basically, Let's find out what Britannomyces is. Okay. Exactly. I don't want to give the wrong definitions. So Britannomyces 
is a non-spore forming genus of yeast. Non-what? Non-spore forming okay. genus mm -hmm. of yeast in the family of Saccharomycetaceae. Excuse me? And is often <laughs> colloquially referred to as Brett. The genus name Decara is used interchangeably with Britannomyces. I didn't know that. Hmm. And is described as a teleomorph or spore forming in the yeast. I personally feel like I don't know anything more than I knew before, which was virtually nothing that many of it, that much of it was just like what you see in like, there's a lot of Belgian beers mm -hmm. that are Brett beers. Mm -hmm. And that for a while, Brett was very popular. It can, it tends to have like a funky quality mm -hmm. to it. It provides something like that. Uh huh. And um, so I was like, well, what's a, a saccharomyces? Because I was like, well, I know that when I hear saccharomyces, mm -hmm. I think of saccharide, which is like sugar. Right, right. That's what it says. Yeah. You know? Uh -huh. And so then I decided to look that up. So Saccharomyces is a genus, excuse me, <laughs> a genus of fungi that includes many species of yeast. Saccharomyces is from the Greek term, which okay. means sugar, mm -hmm. and which means fungus, hmm. and means sugar fungus. Sugar fungus, okay. Many members of the genus are considered very important in food production. It is known as brewer's yeast or baker's yeast. Hmm. Interesting. So see, I thought that it was going to be some kind of derivative mm -hmm. of Britannomyces because I've heard so much of that. But it turns out that Britannomyces is a derivative of Saccharomyces. Mm. So that's pretty interesting. It's just something that stood out to me. I was like, I never heard that word. Let's all learn something right now. Mm. You know? Okay. So with that said, okay, please. So what I also, when I looked up Lambic versus Goes is... Lambic, traditional Lambic beers can only be produced in and around Brussels, Belgium. So this is kind of like, uh, you know, how certain wines, what is it called? can't think of it but it can it's specifically referring to the Sirac? beer no specifically referring to the wine from that part of france bordeaux i think maybe yeah that's one um and also it's kind of like a what do you call it like trappist beer and stuff like like there's yeah. technicalities of like there's other places that make stuff that's like similar but this is uh i guess a lambic is has to be produced in and around brussels right But I don't know. I, goose and goes. What's the difference? Oh my God, there's so much. Yeah, so I don't much. know. You know, like, <laughs> I've always been confused about that because I've also heard people saying goze for a while. You know? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Maybe I'm saying it wrong. It might be so, goze. Yeah, me personally, I goes with goes. Because goze, gozes are red. Yep. I'm looking at the, the brewery um, website. It says this is a rose and a goes. So maybe it's a rose and a goze. By any other name, gozes are red or gozes are red. It is a stylish, funky, crisp, and tart goes ale inspired by the soft sweetness of a rose wine. The refreshing wheat-based ale begins with some of the qualities you'd expect from a goes, including coriander, spicing, and a light saltiness to complement the tartness imparted by our house cultures. But the story doesn't end there. It builds in com complexity thanks to time spent in an oak folder. I don't know how to say that. And the addition of grapes, which impart a refreshing character and color. Mm. So I haven't tasted it yet. I've been oh, you have it? Drinking this batch five hundred, which is yeah. That, I think that one's definitely like the most sour. It's more. Yeah, it's really part. good too. It's see that that's the thing about sours, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah, you never know how yeah. sour it's gonna be. And you know, it took me personally a while mm -hmm. to get into sours. Mm -hmm. Well, like, actually, maybe not. It was well because now it gets sweet, right? Once your yeah. mouth is saturated yeah. with it, it's super sweet. Like, and, I mean, and that's what I was gonna say about sours, basically, yeah. is that you know, they they tend to have mm -hmm. a lot of complexity. Mm -hmm because of the way that once your mouth gets saturated 
in whatever the sour you're drinking's flavor is, mm -hmm. then you're having a, an entirely different experience yeah. from the one right. when you first, first started. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. and there are some sours that are just straight through one thing. Right. You know, but you know, it's definitely one of those things where you want to kind of have a glass of water with you because mm -hmm. if you're drinking multiple, like if you're tasting like we are today, yeah, then <laughs> very... you do want to wash your mouth out a little bit just to make sure that you can have it with a clean palate mm -hmm. and know what you're tasting mm -hmm. and then go through the process of having those flavors evolve for you. Right. Yeah. So the, the um, Little Beast, B-E-S, uh, tart wheat. I think it's like the most uh, funky tasting, I would yeah, say. Yeah, I would say so. It's the other really two are more straight up sour. The Little Beast one is like mm. sour, but it kind of has like a funky flavor. I just tasted the goes. Mm -hmm. It's really good. And this mm -hmm. is why we say we're not critics. Because I'm just like, oh, I like them all. Yeah. <laughs> uh, beer. Look at that. Once again, undefeated. <laughs> you know, so they're all really good. But we're kind of being ADD in the way that we're uh. talking about these beers, which is fine. You know, but I'm going to go ahead and give you the rundown of what's on the back of this Batch 1500 bottle. Okay. So. They are very interesting in the way that with modern times mm -hmm. and the qualities that they kind of accentuate. Like they're saying the total acidity mm -hmm. is 17.7, mm -hmm. but it's like based on what? You know, um, I don't know, like 17.7 out of what? You know? Um, out of 100, I'm assuming. <laughs> You're assuming, uh, you know, but... Um, it does say that what we perceive as sour is acidity? the acidity yeah. level. Yeah, okay. And so the final gravity mm -hmm. is 1.013. Okay. And this is something that I don't even know what it is. Mm. It's SRM Burgundy. You know what that is? SRM? SRM Burgundy is 20. I don't know what you know, that and is. I would definitely say that uh, the color you were looking for on this is burgundy. <laughs> SRM? SRM. I don't know. That doesn't come up. I don't know. Anyway, though. But this one, also. Okay. Saccharomyces. Oh, oh, oh it's, a, it's a color. I guess it's a way to describe colors in beer. I see. Saccharomyces, lactobacillus, Britannomyces. Those are the malts. The cultures. Oh, no, sorry. Those are the cultures, rather. Okay. And the malts are Vienna, mm -hmm. Pilsner, Flaked Oats, Special B. Special B? Melanoidin. Oh. I can rock with that. <laughs> dark candy sugar. And it could be Melanoidin Dark Candy Sugar, which sounds like a D'Angelo song. <laughs> you know? So I'm not 100% sure. But uh, it says, the glorious ambrosia now before you is our 1500th batch of beer. Hence the clever name. Oh, okay. To celebrate the exciting brew house wow, mile marker. We've crafted an exceptionally dark, tasty saison. Meticulously dosed with dark candy sugar before fermentation in red wine barrels with Loma Land yeast. So Loma Land is one of their oh, uh huh, their their beer, right? Yeah, yeah it's like their uh, one like of the one of their, their flagships, yeah. I think. Yeah, uh, Lactobacillus and four strains of Britannomyces. The resulting beer is a masterful amalgamation of tart, oak-laden, dark fruit, and farmhouse funk that is an absolute joy to behold. You are in for a treat, my friend. You know, I won't lie, like, I feel a little bit sold to. <laughs> with the way that... They really did. They yeah. really did try, though. Yeah, but it's a delicious beer. I tasted it before I was sold to, mm -hmm. and I was sold on the beer, so... Yeah, it has this, like... I don't even know what to... Kind of like a grapey flavor to it. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Even though this, the I mean, that's, are that's red. That's the, uh, the red wine barrels. <clears throat> Is it? Yeah. Oh, barrel aged? Uh-huh. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Yeah. Does it say? Yeah, I said it. 
Oh, okay. Red wine barrels. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. You I'm said a laughing. lot. You said a lot. I know I did. I'm just laughing as you reread the whole description there. I didn't. Um. <laughs> no, because the, the um, Gozes are Red is the one that says with Syrah grapes. Uh, I see. But the Gozes are Red, you know, I wasn't really like, oh, this is grapey. But definitely yeah. with the batch 1500, I'm getting that grapey quality. Yeah, because I don't think this one is... Mm. But the Gozes are Red is like, it's very mild mm -hmm. and it's just one of those like it's it's tart yeah this one isn't barrel aged yeah so yeah goes as i read it comes in a can and the other two come in like a bottle like a big wine bottle so along the sour spectrum do you have a preference like i would say that the sour spectrum i feel like is from sweet too sour mm -hmm. you know is there like and so let's just say sweet is zero mm -hmm. and sour is 10. Mm -hmm. wow you look so upset already no, i'm not I'm upset I'm um, about it. <laughs> where, where are you landing here what like what i like on your sour spectrum between zero what, and 10. my preference yeah um <laughs> i would say Like I like it more sour because I'm disappointed if I'm if it says oh it's a sour and then I drink it and it's like eh, I mean it's like like more funky than sour or something you know uh, um so I would say like an eight okay see I like them funky mm -hmm. you know but I like them sour too mm -hmm. um and I feel that a lot of the times mm -hmm. when I get sours mm -hmm. they tend to be more sweet these days uh mm -hmm. you know like maybe I'm getting you know maybe it's just the look of the draw yeah. that I'm getting mm -hmm. because I kind of order on passion. I'm like, oh, I want this right now. Yeah. You know, they have this on the on the beer list. Let me try it out. You know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm never like, yeah. you know, so it could just be what I'm getting and it probably is I because think, I only get one. I think it's partly like a lot of times, like these ones actually, none of them. My number is probably a seven, by the way. The, none of these actually have any like fruit you know, but a lot of times, like sours, whether it actually has that fruit in it or it like like a raspberry. Yeah, yeah. you know. So I think when it kind of tends to be a little bit more sweet when there's like fruit involved. That being said, um, so one of my favorite breweries that does like sour beers is Cascade. They had like we went to their. Um, tap room i think in portland but i think the brewery is somewhere else i want to say um and i remember like that, that was one of my favorite stops we did in portland it's just it's all just so good mm. um and i remember we also went to like a cascade tap takeover that they had at uh what was it called the barbecue beachwood beachwood yeah yeah, yeah. In long beach yeah, mm -hmm. you know, and I think that sours are kind of a sneaky alcoholic too. Yeah. You know, like you kind of realize, oh, I'm feeling it all at once because it's so much like after a while, you know, it's such a pleasurable drinking experience. Right. Yeah. I mean, this is, these are all like around six. The Little Beast one is 6.0. Modern Times is... 6.4 <laughs> and the brewery one is I read it earlier <laughs> 5.6 so it's not even that like high but <laughs> I don't know what it is but yeah that's true and um, like William mentioned it at the beginning but we did have like a lot of rain towards the I guess it was April was it April when it was raining? I don't yeah, it was. Remember. It was. I think it, it was raining for like March, two weeks. But it rained for a while. Yeah. Yeah, it was like like raining, and it was like pretty cold. Where we had like we were turning on the uh, heater again, where we had kind of stopped, but then we had to like turn it back on because it was kind of getting um, cold. But this week has been warm, and it's kind of hard to tell because we don't really go outside, and we're not really like like yesterday. I remember being like, "Damn, is it like hot?" And I checked the uh, temperature. And yeah, it's like hot, hot this week. It's like in the nineties all of a sudden for some some reason. So it's like a whole different season now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, just 
letting you know. <laughs> oh, but no, it's a good way to date the show, so people can kind of know in case they can't, <laughs> in case they can't tell by the name April Showers. Then we want to make sure, right? <laughs> we want to make sure they know. Well, but the thing is, even though the showers are gone, I feel like sours are definitely like more of a warm weather type of a absolutely, drink. absolutely. I don't really know why, but. It's not really something you want to drink when you're cold. No, right? no. You want like a nice dark beer, right? Or like something like you something, know, like. This malty. is. I guess it's because it's like refreshing. A lot of times, yeah. it's like more refreshing. Yeah. Well. But yeah. I'm really enjoying this. You know, like we said, you know, there are. I think that the lambics mm -hmm. tend to be more fruity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so too. Yeah, I was looking it all up, but it was so, a lot. So what is a Flanders Red? A Flander, Flanders is... Uh, is I'm sorry, I feel like I did you dirty with that. It's fine, because Flanders is like... Um, Rodenbach Brewery, founded in 1821 in the West Flanders province of Belgium, is practically synonymous with Flemish Red-style ales. Mm. Um, specialty malts give the base beer its distinctive red hue and a long maturation period in oak barrels inoculated with lactobacillus. Hey, my man. Lactobacillus. <laughs> I just did like a wand little movement. And other bacteria gives the beer its acidity. Older batches are blended with younger beer to help balance the flavor and acidity before bottle conditioning. Oh, interesting. Hmm. Hmm. While no fruit is added, fruity esters and phenols Reminiscent of black cherries, raisins, and stone fruit are common and give the beer a Venus, Venus character akin to a full-bodied red wine. <laughs> Interesting. So it's like, I mean, Flanders is like that part of Belgium slash like going into like uh, Netherlands, I think, right? Um, because we, we went to, we visited Belgium like... I don't know, over 10 years ago. Yeah. I think it was like 10, 11 years ago or so. Um, and we did kind of hit that region, I feel like. Um, hmm. So I looked up to see if there was a beer called Flanders Ned. Ned? Yeah. <laughs> but um, I was disappointed to find out that there isn't. What? I know. Somebody get on this now. <laughs> but, what? But a lot of breweries are just going with Ned Flanders, oh. which is making me very upset. <laughs> Like there are like five breweries that are brewing that have brewed <laughs> Flanders Red ales, uh -huh. but they're just like, oh, this is Ned Flanders. I'm like, Flanders Ned is right there. <laughs> what are you doing? Oh man, you guys are drunk. They are. They you are. know, they are. But, but not at that drunk level where you're a genius. Yeah, where you're like, wait a minute. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Wow. So well, I'm, gonna well, call, I mean, I I'm calling names. I'm calling names. Full Pint Brewing, do better. Oh. Title Town Brewing, do better. Oh. It could have been. Flanders Ned. You did Red Flanders. Well, somebody Killable else. Killable could have been Flanders Ned. Wow. Who else? Un the unknown brewing company. Smart, because that oh. way we don't really know who they are. You know? Could have been Flanders Ned. Wow. But uh, we just want to say, when I say do better, I don't mean brew better. I don't know. Oh. Beers could be great. Wow. Beers could be great. I'm That's just true. saying you're do better right. with the you're name. Right. Do better with the well, name. Well, somebody else can swoop in and just take, because if you're making another Flanders Red and calling it Ned Flanders, there's already like four other beers with that name. Yeah. So you, next brewery who's doing the Flanders Red. Flanders Ned. There you it's go. It's all there for you. There you can you be go. the first one to be to actually make sense, and all those other breweries are gonna be like, "Fuck! <laughs> How did we miss Shit! this? Shit! <laughs> why did we? Ugh, why?" <laughs> so yeah, you know. Okay. Um, so all right. Now I have one last question that yes. you might be able to answer. You might not be able to. It's not fair. I'm just throwing stuff at you. Okay. But so is tart a style of sour, or is tart just a part of the spectrum? Tart is just another word for sour. I feel like. 
because a sour isn't a specific style. It's it's like it's it's encompassing the Flanders red, the goes, the fucking lambics, right. whatever, whatever. And we're all taking it and just being like sour because it's sour, right? right. Flavor wise, it's sour. Right. Tart is the same thing. Wait, but so you're saying that tart and sour mm-hmm. are interchangeable words? Because I feel like tart is when I think tart, yeah. I'm definitely putting it at a lower level of sourness than, than sour. sour. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're, I mean, I would say so word-wise, but beer-wise, it's probably like the same thing. You know, it's just like tart. We're just a little tart, you know, like you just want to be like, I don't know, not like <laughs> too um, um, over, like not overwhelming. What do you call it? Um People might get scared. Yeah. Or like, you know, sour, like, you know, I mean, I feel like by now sour beer is pretty like standard and people know about them. Even people who aren't really like that into craft beer. <laughs> but at the same time, like if you've never had a sour beer, you know, or never heard of it and it, and it fucking says sour, you might be like sour, like sour just is, is, is like, you know, it's kind of an imposing word. Do you feel like there is... a gender like i don't want to say like a bias Mm -hmm. but that there is a difference between how men and women perceive sours not so much in terms of flavor but do you think that men are more or less attracted to sour beer than women or vice versa or is it like just based on your field study that they're more what? More or less attracted to sour beer. Like, do you feel like there's any kind of just, I don't know. I mean, I do feel like women are more down with sours, but it might just be that we're just more open-minded. You know what I mean? Um, with things that, like overall, including flavors. So I, mean, I think that might be it. I don't know if there's any sort of scientific fact of women um, being more like t- tolerant of sour flavors. I don't or prefer them or whatever. I don't know that, but I know that like a lot of guys don't really like grapefruit. Uh, but then. Huh, interesting. I don't know. Interesting. Cause, but I feel like a lot of beers have a grapefruit quality, regardless of sour. But I'm or talking about actual grapefruit. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm not even talking about the ruby reds. I'm talking about the like straight up like <laughs> sour bitter shit. <laughs> well, you, you know, know, nothing about that, huh? I don't. You, you know, know, I don't. I'm not a grapefruit guy. No, you're not. Um, you know, it's been a long time mm-hmm. since I've had anyone like try to emasculate me about the kind of beer. It's happened though. Like it's, it's had like, about a beer? yeah, like, you know, um, like it's happened. Like people are like, wow, that's you know, kind of a girly beer. Like, you know, because oh, some, oh, or like sometimes oh. like, you know, you'll get a beer and oh. it's like pink, you right. know? Right, right, right. And some guys don't feel comfortable with mm-hmm. that. You know, right. I've and, seen that, you and know? And sours do come in like, uh, like tulips and yeah. like glass wise. Yeah, but they I think that- They don't come in like a pint glass or like they don't come in like a fucking, what you call it, steins. Yeah. I've definitely, you know, been surrounded by, I feel more sophisticated beer drinkers. Mm-hmm. So you get a lot less of that because yeah. people understand- Yeah, they're like, like ooh, a you new sour, let me yeah. taste this. Right, you know, but you know, the reason why I asked uh-huh. is because in the past, I definitely have experienced yeah. like when I'm trying different kinds of beers uh-huh. or even like getting a beer in a tulip glass, uh-huh. you know? Right, right, right. Like right. Uh, I've had like, you know, uh, people with uh, sleeveless denim jackets come mm-hmm. up to me and, <laughs> and like be like, oh, okay. Like that, huh? Yeah. Like literally fruity. <laughs> yeah. All mean... right. So, <laughs> well. <laughs> but like the thing is, they can't handle a sour, probably. You know what I mean? So, yeah. But yeah, and I think that is definitely, it's not really even the flavor. It's just coming straight up from color. 
and shape of glass because the shape is very curvy and very like a feminine fucking curvy shape. Yeah. You can't handle it. It's like, oh, you know, it's like, I'm holding a fucking feminine shape in my hand. What does that tell me? <laughs> you know? <laughs> so, I don't know. Oh, man, you're, you're the best when you get sanctimonious. <laughs> um, so, what made you want to drink? Oh, oh, no, go ahead. To them, I would say, take a shot of the sour-ass beer and tell me how you feel. <laughs> no coughing. <laughs> well... So, mm. sorry, <laughs> <laughs> just spilled a little bit. So, Misa. <laughs> yes, William. <laughs> what made you want to drink? So, part of what I've been doing this, I guess, since April, since actually my birthday was when, like, a couple weeks ago. April tenth. Yeah, was is that I've been playing video games. So literally, my birthday. So I ordered, I ordered a Switch. Because I had been seeing people playing Animal Crossing <laughs> on my Twitter timeline. And I was getting jealous. And I was like, ugh. So I had played Animal Crossing on like my uh, iPad. So that was the first. I hadn't played Animal Crossing before this. And that, that's called Animal Crossing Pocket Camp, I guess. Um, and then I saw people playing it on the Switch. And I didn't own a Switch. And I was never interested in owning a Switch either. But then I saw this and I was like, fuck. <laughs> everybody's playing this especially because they're like quarantined and stuff they're just like at home and they're like I'm just look at this you know and like look at this fish and whatever so I was like oh <laughs> man I'm fish. so jealous and they keep talking about turnip prices and stuff and I'm like what the fuck is this turnip price like what are they talking about and so I caved and uh, ordered myself a switch animal crossing bundle and it arrived just in time for my birthday. I wasn't supposed to get it for like another like four more days, but it arrived because they're just like, well, nothing else to do. Somebody risked their life. To they they get really you did. GameStop. Thank you, GameStop. That's who I got it from. Because a lot of it, like, it's switches are sold out in a lot of places. Um, so I was able to get one, and so I started playing that. And at the same time, I started playing Final Fantasy VII Remake on PlayStation. And so I've been going back and forth between playing Final Fantasy VII Remake and Animal Crossing, which is completely two different moods. Like Animal Crossing, just chilling out. Um, what I've been really into with Animal Crossing is uh, they have like a custom design element to it, which, you know, I mean, at least on this pocket camp thing, they didn't have. I don't know if it's like new for Animal Crossing in general, but you can just make custom like clothing custom like um floor coverings wall coverings all kinds of stuff right so i've been seeing people on twitter uh they'll have they'll be like look at i made some bricks that you can put on the wall or like some uh stepping stones that you could lay on the ground and whatever and i'm like damn this is pretty fucking crazy people are just doing this pixel art and stuff and these outfits i made and whatever and i'm like this is amazing and so i started making lakers jerseys <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, that, that was literally the first thing I did as soon as the custom design became available to me I was like I gotta dress myself up for the game I can't be out here wearing the most the, the, the first outfit they get, give me I can't just be out here wearing the fucking like default outfit so as soon as that became available to me I made myself a Kobe jersey and a hat a Lakers hat and then since then I remade the Kobe jersey because I got better at it and I made uh, a Kobe jersey, 24, a gold 24, purple 8, uh, LeBron purple, Kuzma, the Minnesota version was a light blue one, and then a Caruso gold jersey, and a Jerry West blue jersey. So people might not know what the fuck I'm talking about. <laughs> but anyway, so I've been making these jerseys, and every time I make a jersey, I make a new hat to go with it. That's been my like rule. I don't know how long I could keep that up. But um, I don't have like a creator ID yet which is a thing you get, I think, when once the clothing store opens. So I don't even have that. Somebody asked, some random person asked me on Twitter, what's your creator ID? These are so dope. And I was like, I don't have one yet, you know. But so, so the past, I mean, this April, I've just been drinking and playing video games. <laughs> Making Lakers jerseys, like, late into the night, waking up, like, late and being sleepy, basically. <laughs> Sorry. Like, I could keep going, but I'll stop. Well, I don't have much to say on that, but... I just wanted to get your live reaction. Yes. So were you, did you see the whole thing where um, Elijah Wood went to someone's island? <laughs> no. 
no. So there's this tweet oh, going around. I don't play Animal Crossing. Yeah, he doesn't I, understand. He's like, what? What? So what do you do in that game? Like, he doesn't understand. I love asking everyone what they do in the game because it seems like people are playing it in different ways. Yeah, and no, there's different ways. Different you can focus on different things. Yeah, but uh, somebody tweeted, mm -hmm. guys, I tweeted my turn up prices. Turn and up. It, well, I say turn up, like turn up. That's not that's it. It's a vegetable. Guys, I tweeted my turn up prices. <laughs> And Elijah Wood came to my island and hung out. Shit, they this must is, have been really good prices. This is the best day in quarantine yet. Hilarious. And so Elijah Wood would love your dodo code <laughs> to sell these turnips. Um, of course you can. Wow. And Elijah Wood's avatar mm -hmm. looks just like Elijah Wood. I want to see this. Nah. <laughs> it looks like uh, it, he looks like uh. Fucking what, big big boy? No, what's that called? Bob's big boy. That's the only big boy that he looks like with that hair. Yeah. Yes. 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 Right. Sit back. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> Jeez. Okay, Elijah. Yeah. Oh my gosh, it's not Elijah. It's 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 Elijah and it's turnip. <laughs> let's let's get Elijah. Sorry, sorry. Th this is my whole life. No, 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 I'm wrong on the Elijah. <laughs> I, I never turnip know anymore. Is turnip, not turn up. <laughs> so, uh, what made me want to drink? was oh that was it for the elijah story yeah that's all oh okay no no deeper story behind that just that he's playing too like everybody else yeah um well i mean i guess the only other thing that i can say about elijah wood mm -hmm. is that <laughs> up until i was about 32 years old mm -hmm. i thought that he was british mm -hmm. i had no idea that he was born in like missouri or mm -hmm. ohio or something yeah yeah oh well and i'm still not quite convinced no he is because i i told you i've seen him as like a child actor anyway um, not, not in real life, just in movies. But um, what I wanted to add about the whole Lakers thing oh. on Animal Crossing is that this is a thing that I try to do whenever it's possible. I like your inflection right now, by the way. What? Go ahead, please. When I was playing Final Fantasy XV, which is the last Final Fantasy that I played, um, there was like a, a, an option, because you're driving this car just all throughout the game, and you can customize your car, right? You can change the color of it, the painting, the interior, the the rims, all this stuff. And so I kept trying to like mine for like purple and gold, like paint, so I could deck out my car purple and gold. I did so many different combinations of purple and gold in my car, on my car, like customizing it every chance I got. So William was just like, wow, like I'm so glad you're not rich because you just be so way too ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, you'd be one of those people. Like every now and then you see someone you, driving you down yeah, the street yeah, with like yeah. a Lakers mobile. Yeah. And it's terrible. Like it's I like, wouldn't do that. Not... This is like video games. I mean, you know, I played the game too, and my car was very conservative. You know, it was uh... boring. <laughs> Fucking boring. Um, so what made me want to drink I know how to live in video games. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'm never going to get to it, and that's making me want to drink. <laughs> <laughs> what, what made me want to drink was deciding to drink less. Um, I, I was like, okay, this is it. I can't let all this self-isolation uh, make me just violate my uh, self-imposed limitations and <laughs> forget about time and just drink at any time mm -hmm. for any reason. Mm -hmm. And But I also have this thing where if I say, okay, I'm going to put this rule on myself, yeah. then that's also when I'm like, well, I'm going to go extra hard right. for like a little while longer. And because that's this been, will be the last. Yeah. Last time ever. Right. So that's been going on for like, you lie to yourself for like, like three weeks. Yeah. So this time I'm definitely like going to slow down with my drinking and I'm going to bring it more to the podcast. You okay. know, because what's been happening was I've been drinking too much to pod. I'm like, you know, like, I can't. Yeah, we're like, yeah, I'm too drunk, I guess. Yeah, like, we're, we're, like I, I gotta drink beer for this? Like, yeah. like, like, <laughs> it's like a chore. Yeah, like, slow down. Like, I already had, like, like a whole yeah. whatever. Yeah, beers. so, I mean, the main reason why I want to drink less is because I want to be this. able to drink more for the pod. Yes, no, that's and good. So, um, the uh, secondary reason is, of course, I just don't want things to get crazy. Right. You know, I don't like, you know, um, who knows, you know? Like, I don't want to, like, come outside one day and I'm a totally different person. Then, no, it's, you're not going to be the only one. The, yeah, yeah, I know. It's a whole new world out there. It's yeah, crazy. Yeah, so that's pretty much what made me want to drink. Yeah. Trying no, not to drink. Yeah, because um, we've been ordering a lot of beers from breweries. Yeah, we've been uh, ordering from our local breweries, which has been a fantastic service, yeah. you know, because mostly we want to 
obviously we want to have fun, right. but we also want to find ways to support, contribute yeah. and support. But we're yeah. going to get into that because we do have some questions okay. for the beer. Curious. Well, actually, oh, see, it's been a while. Questions from oh. the beer curious. What did you say, for? Yeah, for oh. the beer curious. Oh. We don't have any We questions. are also beer curious. Yes, we are. Definitely. You know, it all, it all works. Yeah. You know, like I said, the, the sours sneak up on you. Mm -hmm. But yeah, so the first question mm -hmm. that we have mm -hmm. is from Dan. Okay. And that is, how will the coronavirus mm -hmm. affect the craft beer community mm -hmm. in the long run, mm -hmm. specifically in terms of visiting breweries? Mm -hmm. Will people try to revitalize their favorite brew pubs or will bar culture be fundamentally changed for the foreseeable future? Mm -hmm. So I have thoughts on this. Yeah. I hope that you do too. Mm -hmm. Do you mind if I start? Go ahead. Okay, great. So for the first portion of the question, how do you think the coronavirus will affect the craft beer community in the long run? Mm -hmm. Well, in the long run, mm. um, I don't think that the effect will be super negative, mm -hmm. but in yeah. the short term, yeah. brutal, right. absolutely destructive. Uh, you know, like, because I mean, craft beer, there will always be a craft beer community. Right. The way that it looks, the way that it's been manifested, mm -hmm. you know, is going to be fundamentally changed. Mm -hmm. I do think that places that we've loved, they're not going to be there. Mm -hmm. They're not going right, to be right, able right. to survive this. Right. Uh, a lot right. of us, you know, in a lot of sectors are not going to be able to survive this. Mm -hmm. This is a bad thing that oh, we're yeah. going that we're going through right now. No, I mean, you know, I mean, because there there are some things, you know, there are there's always a you know like a double-edged sword mm -hmm. or a faustian bargain right. if you will with things you know uh air is cleaner uh -huh. you know yeah, yeah. um they're animals it's roaming the streets yeah apparently yeah. yeah you know but for goats yeah and to be perfectly honest um i have a lot of disagreements mm -hmm. with the way of life mm -hmm. that our society is structured around mm -hmm. i'm not going to get too deep into it but i'm not a fan mm -hmm. of what we do i'm not a fan of the way that we are treating our fellow man, mm -hmm. if you will. Um, and I'm definitely not a fan of people who are desperate to go back to that. Right. I think that we need to go to better. Right. Um, but as far as our way of life is concerned, in practical terms, you know, people are going to be suffering a lot for a very long time as a result of this and things that we have come to know and be familiar with are just not going to be there mm -hmm. after this is over. Now, as far as business practices are concerned, mm -hmm. I do think that the way that we adapt as people uh, means that the delivery services right. and the um, come to your door, mm -hmm. that's not that's never going to go away. Right. Now that we've done that, right. uh, we're not going backwards on that. But I would like to re-engage mm -hmm. with bar culture i want to have both. for sure you know i miss people right i miss no, we you know do. the community for sure we do. um i miss the people who have you know been so influential for mm -hmm. us and made us want to do this you know we, we, we would have never wanted to do this mm -hmm. if it was just us getting beer delivered to us right drink, well, yeah drink right. is about the people it's about the community that's what we love about this you know that's what made it matter to us mm -hmm. so i 100%. think that you know, we have, we, have, we have to be careful, yeah. of course, but when we get the green light mm -hmm. and people feel that it's safe, mm -hmm. hopefully people are understanding you have to be a little more patient, yeah. then people are going to be rushing out to support the places that they want to support. And yeah. we're going to be viewing uh -huh. uh, our social interaction, I think, with in, through a different lens. At yeah. least for a short amount of time yeah. before we return back to our right. old ways right. of being barbarians, right. you know. Right. Because like I mean, like I remember living in LA, uh -huh. like after Kobe died, uh -huh. and there was this sense of brotherhood, uh -huh. you know. Uh -huh. And we're all Angelenos, uh -huh. you know, in a way that I have only seen, you know, for a few times yeah. in my life, and then it kind of slowly started to get back to business as well. Well, I mean, there was, like, a fucking new thing, like, this virus. No, know? but, I mean, even before that, like, yeah. we slowly started to get back to just, you right. know, just kind of, you know, we're too busy for each other. Right, right. You know? Yeah. But at the same time, there was an opportunity to craft new friendships mm -hmm. and, you know, relate to people that you might have seen every day right. and not had the courage to just, you know, say, hey, I acknowledge you. Right. Like, I appreciate right. you. Right, it's true. Um, so those are my long-winded thoughts on that. Mm -hmm. I would love to hear what you have to say. 
Yeah, no, I I have definitely been observing that there's been a lot of support uh, for these breweries, and also seeing that they're kind of pushed to because they're you know tap rooms and whatever breweries can be open. So they're like, oh, now we're selling online. Now we're doing deliveries, you know, and so pickup service, pickup service, all this stuff to you know like that. I feel like, you know, maybe they were too busy to, like, they were thinking of eventually getting to it, but they were too busy or whatever to get to it. But it's kind of like, okay, well, we have to do this now, you know? And so, so many places have, uh, I, that I've seen, have, like, actually started doing this since we've been having to stay at home. And so that's, like, a positive thing that I've been seeing, you know? And a lot of times they'll have, they'll, you know, they're like, well, keep brewing. And they keep having, like, new re releases uh, a lot of times. And they'll announce it, and then they'll be, like, sold out, you know? So I do kind of see the support. Um, I'm sure it's still tough, you know, that they can't have this and have, you know, people come in and just check out the brewery and have a drink or whatever, just because a lot of times, like, the people who are checking their Instagram or Twitter or, you know, their website for new releases are they they really are kind of like release more specific people who are like way into it whereas with a brewery and a bar people who might just drop in they're not like that into it you know it might be their first time at a brewery or something like that you know i would think that they're kind of missing out on that kind of stuff you know but i do feel that it's people feel more connected more than ever just because we feel like okay we got to support you support each other and just kind of express that we support you and whatnot you know so yeah. i mean they still might be struggling you know but i do feel that there's like a bond that's been formed you know so yeah it might go back to normal once the um all of this is over but um in terms of visiting breweries and bars i was kind of thinking about this the other day how we were actually at Hermosillo, I don't know, like a week or so before yeah. this happened. Yeah, it was yeah, it was before right. it was before Super Tuesday. It was before Super Tuesday? Yes. Okay, yeah. And so Right, because we were talking about politics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so and it talking was talking politics with drunk people. Yeah, and I and it was like pretty packed and you know, we were in close quarters with people, talking to people, like we were talking to I think we mentioned on the pod, I forget his name, George. Mm-hmm. We're, we're talking to this guy who just happened to talk to us and whatever. But I also remember being there thinking like, uh, because I think you, you're you always like keeping tabs on who doesn't wash their hands when they go to the bathroom. And <laughs> yeah. so you mentioned something and I was like, damn. I'm a copy in that way, yeah. Right. And so I was just like, damn, like how can people not wash their hands? Because by that time we had already heard about the coronavirus and like you should wash your hands and whatever you know but like there was no sort of concept of like the social distancing thing yeah and so i was thinking like oh how can you not wash your hands after all this stuff that's like in the news you know which like now i'm like uh, people are fucking ignorant even now yeah. even fucking late april people are ignorant Ooh. out here and so yeah you know so it, it, it was definitely i mean there definitely could have been people who had it and we could have been infected or whatever you know so i think i do agree with you on that Regardless of if it's breweries or just just in life in general, I think we're gonna even once the doors open and we can go outside or whatever, we're still gonna kind of keep a distance. I think we're I'm still gonna be irked by people being close to me. Yeah, I don't think that's gonna change for a while. Yeah. you know, yeah. but uh, you know, like you said, there are bonds. Yes, but you know what? Like bonds, mm -hmm. don't pay bills, and people yeah. need money. Uh, mm -hmm. That's how we live. And you know, we're gonna get into our next question. Mm -hmm. But the person who provided us our next question. Matt mm -hmm. also provided a link to something on this very topic okay. that I think that it, it's important, mm -hmm. which is an article from Brewbound.com. Okay. And it says that the Brewers Association survey says that 46% of craft breweries say that they may be forced to close oh. within three months. Wow. That's 46%. That's, that's almost yeah, 50%. Yeah. And you know what? That's three months. Mm -hmm. You know, every month it's going to be harder. greater. And this is definitely mm -hmm. going to go on here in mm -hmm. this country yeah. for more than three months. Yeah. So um, it's going to be, you know, brutal. Mm -hmm. um, you know, all we can do, you know, as consumers mm -hmm. and as individuals is try to find ways to support. Yeah. There are GoFundMes mm -hmm. for 
staff members and workers for various places. Mm -hmm. There, of course. I mean, course, not everyone can contribute. That's yeah, I know not everyone can contribute. Yeah, Absolutely, you know, part. we all we all need money. Yep. Uh, but you know, if if you can, right. or if you still want to buy beer, yeah. there are ways to do so. So yeah. you know, you have to look for ways. You know, if you're thinking, I'm gonna buy a beer. Yeah. You know, it may just fall in line with your personal sensibilities mm -hmm. to try to find beer from the place right. that you feel Buy directly. Right. That yeah. you feel a special connection to. Yeah. And trying to support them as much as possible. Yeah. You know, we, you know, are struggling too. Mm -hmm. But, you know, it's gonna be a long road. So, you yeah. know, um things are gonna be manifestly different. Yeah, yeah. I mean it's it scares me to think like what will be left after all this, you know. But that's you know what? That's going to be a lot of industries. For That's sure. going to be a lot of small businesses. Yeah. You know, we're we're you know uh, we're getting wrecked. So mm -hmm. you know, um, let's go to the next question. Okay. <laughs> I mean, clearly, we're uh, not even beer uh, professionals, so we're not economy professionals. So we're not oh, going to no. have a solution. And we're drunk. Yep. Uh, so. The next one, I'm actually going to read this entire comment, and we're going to parse the questions oh, okay. from there. You know, we love comments. Yes. We love feedback. We yes. would love to hear from anyone who would like to reach out to us. We are always going to get back to you mm -hmm. in some way. So this is from Matt. Mm -hmm. Hi, Drink Local. I hope that I'm not being disrespectful with the, tone, <laughs> with the tone in which I'm reading his message here. Hi, Drink Local. I finally caught up on all episodes. Your stories continue to be hilarious and informative. William's story about the jar incident had me on the floor. This was left on uh, episode 9, the comment for episode 9. The information about the female presence in the craft beer community was very interesting. It pains me that in 2020, we are still dealing with such inequality. I do see lots of support for women on social media who post the negative or derogatory comments they've received with certain account names to spread information about certain toxic individuals. Hmm. Calling them out. I just saw this article this morning, which was the Brewbound article uh -huh. that I had mentioned, uh -huh. and I wanted to share it. It makes me sad to think that so many people who are following their passion for something like craft beer are being forced to set it aside due to such outside forces. I feel that the craft beer community has really rallied around their local businesses, not just craft breweries, and that's an awesome thing to see. I don't remember now if you mentioned it or not, but what were the first few beers that really got you into the craft beer scene? I had been drinking strong bow cider for a number of years because I did not like the taste of beer until 2009. I was in Oceanside with a co-worker and we ordered Shock Top, which coming from cider was a big change, but also a small step into beer in general. After that, Ninkasi Tricera Hops a few months later, which I got because of the name and ended up being delicious, I feel was my high dive into craft beer. Mm -hmm. So the essential question is, yes. what are the beers that got us into the beer scene? And yes, we have touched on this a little bit, but we also don't mind getting back into it. But I do want to comment mm -hmm. on what he said. Mm -hmm. You know, um, first of all, Triceratops is an awesome beer. Mm -hmm. We love Ninkasi Brewery. Mm -hmm. And I love when people talk about the things that attracted them to the beer to take their first dip, you know? Mm -hmm. So him liking the name, you know? And I, yeah, I, I yeah. love Ninkasi's bottle art too. Mm -hmm. I think it's really cool. It's very attractive. Mm -hmm. It gets your attention. Um, these kinds of things, you know, are just really important. And we can't say enough that, you know, like we love, you know, art. We, you know, I love street art. Mm -hmm. I love you know, bottle art, I love stickers, and these kinds of things kind of all come together with the craft beer community, can art as well, mm -hmm. you know, so these kinds of things, you know, they really, really matter, and that can really change someone's whole perspective on how they consume beer, as you can hear with Matt, Right. you know, so do you want to talk about your first um, few beers or first craft beer? Or yeah, I mean, I would say, like, definitely 
stone just in general yeah, because that it was like one of the first things that we'd had um and then i was thinking also we mentioned going to belgium but like i mean i don't know, i mean would this be considered craft beer but uh like who garden who garden who garden you yeah. know it's definitely mainstream yeah but it's also you know it was a step above yeah the a lot like the Coors Light and Miller right. Light, that kind right. of thing, and you I, know. I and we drink a lot of those too. I think have it more now here. Yeah. But at the time, I don't think we saw it too much. And then we went to Belgium, and and that's when we went to Belgium. We were kind of getting into craft beer. Yeah, we had I think gone that, to that San kind of Diego, our... and yeah, and so we were able to go to. I think we mentioned in the last podcast with my sister because the reason we went to Belgium was because she had lived there for a year for work and so we visited her like right before she had to like leave and yeah. go back to Japan and so she took us to a delirium, de cafe. delirium cafe and they had like a binder of all these beers that they had and we went to this other like beer place that uh this is in Brussels that um she had recommended and that one was like a, I forget it was some sort of uh the name, I think it was like a Flemish name, and it was something having having to do with puppets. Do you remember this? Mm -hmm. Like it was this bar where it's like a puppet theme, which is like kind of creepy. It was kind of weird, but like we had all these like Belgian beers and like other sorts of like European beers, and yeah, yeah. You so, know, I think that's I think, definitely where we got like that was you know we were drinking beer yeah before that but i think that's when we we came back beer people yeah you know right like and it wasn't anything purposeful yeah but that's definitely like because i remember all through europe when we were there mm -hmm. we pretty much took time to sit down mm -hmm. and drink a beer mm -hmm. and take it all in right almost everywhere we went and every beer was a different beer yeah i think aside from like maybe going we to were really into belgian beer yeah, at that time too. yeah because i think maybe aside from going to san diego and it, even then i think we were going like to too many places we had gone to a few like beer festivals here and there we went to stone and whatnot they had beer festivals that we went to so we had hit up like maybe we went for san diego beer week and we went to a few breweries or something but like going to belgium for us i feel like was like the first step in like beer tourism yeah where we're like oh this is a thing you go to a place and you get the beers and like you know <laughs> You know, and yeah. then we're like, we've been hooked since. And, you know, I mean, obviously we're stuck now, but like, that's, <laughs> yeah. that's like, it kind of really opened us up, not only just in terms of drinking craft beer, but just the whole concept and idea of traveling and seeing the city through the eyes of craft beer and having that and like, just, you know. You know, and I think that for me, mm -hmm. like where it kind of turned for me was mm -hmm. the first time that I emailed a brewery to ask them if their beer was going to be coming to really? my locale. Who'd you, who'd yeah. you ask? You're going to laugh. Um, I, this, this was after a beer festival. Okay. Um, I don't think that it was me and you. I believe it was me mm -hmm. and my buddy Aaron, who's okay. one of my longtime drinking buddies. Mm -hmm. And... Uh, we went to one of Stone's anniversary yeah. get-togethers where they have all these breweries and food places come out. Right, right. And it used to happen at, I want to say like San Marcos College or something like that. Um, yeah. I don't know if that's what it's called, but it was like, it was, it was originally at the brewery, but then it got too big. So then they did it, started doing it at like yeah. the college campus. Yeah. yeah. And so... It was, uh, it's so, it's so, like, I find this embarrassing now because it's so funny to me. Uh -huh. But the beer that I emailed someone to make sure that <laughs> I was going to be able to get this beer uh -huh. in my neighborhood was a Hefeweizen. <laughs> um, I was like, and it was Lightning Brewery. Oh, Lightning, uh huh. And they had a beer called Thunderweizen. 
Oh, and yeah. Uh -huh. It was a Hefeweizen, but it was basically like a double Hefeweizen. Like, it was just very, like, the, uh, all those flavors that and spices that you expect mm -hmm. from a Hef, mm -hmm. it was extremely bold. Yeah. On those flavors. And so I just remember having a little taster of that. And I was just like, damn, this got to be the best shit I ever had in my life at the time. And so when I got home, I was, you know, going to Bevmo and going to different places and I couldn't find it, you know. Yeah. And so I emailed them and I was like, hey, are you guys going to be distributing right. in Los Angeles? Yeah. And they were like, well, shit, we want to. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but they, they were still kind of new, too. So but it, I haven't really seen them. Yeah, I don't know if they're still around. I have one of their They are. They glasses. are around, oh, but awesome. their logo looks different now. It's not even a lightning now. Oh, wow. Well, I want to take a look at that in a second. <laughs> but they uh, they eventually got some out here, you know, to BevMo, you know? Oh. And, um, you know, I, you know, like uh, fans who boo at basketball games <laughs> when someone's shooting a free throw and they miss. I'm like, I did that. <laughs> you know, uh -huh. so it was really cool to kind of have that experience. Yeah, and that's when I was like, "Damn, I must really like beer." Hmm. You know, interesting. But yeah. I do remember going to Lightning. I think we actually went to Lightning we Brewery. Did. We did. Uh, it was part of San Diego Beer Week, and I think that it was, it was like one the first San Diego Beer Week that we went to whatever year that was, and we went down, and I think I looked it up, and I saw the different breweries and places that were participating, and they would have, like, like oh, you know, San Diego Beer Week special, you know, get this and get a free glass or whatever, so I remember we ended up with a bunch of glasses, um, but we might have gone to, like, Stone probably had some sort of festival, too. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, like, I mean, like, I think we mentioned this. Like, we haven't really gone to festivals and stuff um, recently. Not in a while. Yeah. But, I mean, they're fun, you know? They're yeah. Fun. Yeah. I, I just feel like maybe now it's, like, might be overcrowded. Yeah. But maybe not. I don't know. I mean, there, there are different levels. Probably. You know? And yeah. there are, like, a lot of different ways that yeah. people do it now. Like, when they have, like, you know, like, small IPA fests yeah. and things like that. Well, but, and also the... Beer fest that we were gonna go to. I don't want to bring up old shit. Oh yeah, yeah, totally. But the one in Japan that we couldn't go to. Yeah. But I mean, it's a mess. It's well, a mess. But they're doing a cool thing right now. Shiga Togen. Um, yeah. They are giving away a thousand IPAs in Japan. I think it's ten thousand. Is it ten thousand now? Don't know. I might be wrong. I feel like ten thousand is way too much. I don't know, but, but they were like, "Hey." They're so. giving away tons of IPA because they wanted to, you know do something for you know the community which is really cool um and i hope that it really gets their name out there yeah and i just wanted to mention it but we are on the wrap-up portion yes of our podcast of so we'll talk a little bit about that next time mm -hmm. and we'll talk about some more things too we are going to be with you on a more regular basis <gasps> yes because, we gotta get like our I shit said, hey, together this is going to be my excuse to drink so yes yes I'm trying to do that. You know that. Yep. So, mm -hmm. with that said, you can find us on Twitter at Drink Drink Local TV. You can find us on Instagram at Drink Local TV. And you can find us on the internet at DrinkLocal.tv. All right. Hey, and we thank you guys so much for hanging out with us once again. Yes, We thank will be you. back with you we will. very soon. I promise. Yeah, and until then, bottoms up. Bottoms up. <laughs>